Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. I'm at home once again in my recording space, ready to give you guys a little bit of food for thought. This week I want to talk about everybody's least favorite thing, something that we all dread deeply, but isn't always as bad as we make it out to be, and that would be change. Change, (laughs) unlike many four-letter words, is a dirty word. It's a word that definitely fills people with a negative feeling. If people hear that, like, oh, we're going to change this or this or this, man, it can certainly be a, a scary proposition. But the thing is, so much of life's wonderful things happen because of change. Now, it's funny. I had this debate years ago with somebody, and um, they were uh, trying to imply to, to me that change, um, th- that change wasn't always bad. And I, I certainly agree with them. Um, but they, you were, it's funny, in their argument for it, they were only using change in the negative sense. They were talking about things that had been changed in, in the system that they were in. You know, this was different, and this was different, and this was different. And I said to them, you, you always say change like it's such a bad thing. But, like, what you're really talking about when you're talking about those changes is you're talking about evolving, evolutions. And... His response was, well, all change isn't bad. I mean, you change your underwear every day, right? Okay, fair. Definitely got me on that one. But here's the thing. Some change is negative, of course. But a lot of change is a move in the right direction, is evolution. So here's a, here's some simple examples. When I first started Tiger Shulman's in 1997, Things are much, were much different than they are now. Things were a lot more traditional karate-esque in terms of not only the techniques that we taught, but also the way things were, were disciplined. Um, you know, there was a lot of bowing to, you know, this, that, and the other. You know, bowing as you walked onto the mat and off of it, bowing, uh, you know, to, you know all, all sorts of, anatomy, you know, things like, you know, as like a way to start the class and so forth. Um, Things were a lot more um, regimented in that way. A lot more protocol is what the word I was looking for. And on top of that, uniforms were different, right? We wore full karate geese. Uh, We still did katas back then. And over time, as the world has changed, as the world has evolved, so has Tiger Shulman's. Back then, we only did jiu-jitsu at, at a very advanced level. Uh, now, we do it at a very early level. Um, even the way the classes were structured was much different. Um, the way the programs were structured was much different. There was a lot of things that were different than they are now. And over the course of time, as the needs of our students have changed, as the best martial arts available have changed, We've evolved our program over time to make things better for our students. And the thing is, change is always difficult for people to accept. 
it's funny. I, I remember having this debate with somebody because I mentioned we talked. I talked about we did katas. For those of you guys who are unfamiliar with the idea of katas, think about any action movie that you've ever uh, you've ever seen where the hero knows martial arts. Like if you think about like um, Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse, there's that scene where he's on top of the mountain in all of his '80s manliness glory, and he's do- doing his martial arts slowly in the air alone. That's a kata. It's a predetermined. It's a predetermined series of blocks and movements and techniques, attacks, all against an, a choreographed invisible attacker. Now, there was certain value in that, in that it helped you, you know, your mind focus. It helped you learn patterns and so forth. Helped you learn these traditional techniques. But katas were all based on traditional techniques, things that were invented when people were fighting in armor from horseback. So obviously, that was not the most modern stuff. And I remember the pushback as we started to, to uh, take our focus off of kata and put more and more modern martial arts into the program, more and more modern self-defense into the program, and how people fought against it. I remember a p- person being like, you know, there's no better mental challenge than kata. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, man, because... My partner holds that that pad right there, and I and they they call for me to round kick for two minutes solid, and I gotta push myself through that. That's a much more that's a much more rigorous challenge than doing a forty five second kata, in my opinion. And he's like, "Well, I guess we'll agree to disagree." I I, I don't know. I I think he was trying to you know you overcome yourself. He used words like that, and I, I think when you're overcoming yourself, you're really overcoming challenges like fatigue and so forth. But nonetheless, I digress. That was a change that people fought against and fought against and fought against and then embraced. Oh, no, this is better. This is better. You know, I, over the years, as we've changed the uniforms, when we, we did away with the traditional gi top, when we gave more options for, for bottoms and so forth, more options for shirts and so forth, the way people at first fought it, and then, ironically, the same people who fought it so hard in the beginning usually the people who embraced it pretty quickly once the options were available. You know, I remember somebody saying something to me uh, when uh, we gave everybody the ability to wear black key pants as opposed to just white. And he's like, oh, it's just because people weren't getting their, people didn't think they were getting to their black belts fast enough. And I'm like, no, this is just the first step towards more uniform bottoms. And then as soon as the more uniform bottoms came out, this person suddenly started wearing them constantly. It's like, huh. It's almost like you wanted more options too, but we're, we're clinging to tradition for tradition's sake. And it, this is something that at Tiger Showman's we strive to do all the time. We strive to constantly evolve. But rolling out any change is difficult. It's scary. And there's a learning process. But the thing is, it's not necessarily a negative. I remember laying the tape down on my floor in the beginning of COVID, uh, in the beginning of reopening for COVID and boxing the mat out and knowing where I wanted things and adapting that new system and how that new system, it was a big change from what we were doing and it had to be. But it was scary, but it was a good kind of scary because we were getting back in the building. That was tremendous. And as much as that was was. A, a change and it was 
a welcome to you back in the building. People you know, didn't love the fact that they were doing things by themselves in their boxes with a, you know, a bag, only them in a bag. And then it's funny, as time went along and, and, and we changed back now, and we put, peeled the tape off of the mat and everybody's able to distance and do, do the right things, uh, you know, now that, the, now that uh, things, the restrictions have lifted and so forth. How that was, again, a scary change as people were trying to learn what to do. It was intimidating to think about all the systems that we had to change back and so forth and all the new systems that had to be invented. And again, the change was scary, but it was worthwhile. It was definitely worthwhile. See, that's the thing. We look at our life and we look at, you know, moving into a new house or we look at starting a new relationship or a new job or, you know, moving out of our parents' house or going away to college. And all of these things are, are scary. They are, but that's okay. We only make strides in life by doing that scary thing. It's so backwards to think about avoiding change. I mean, if you think about the people who avoid change the hardest, you look at people who haven't done very much in their lives. Instead, when you see people who can embrace change and roll with it, there's people who are going to go places. I mean, I, again, I, I used the example of COVID from my school before, but you can look around at how certain businesses changed with COVID and how certain businesses didn't. And a lot of the businesses who couldn't find a way to change because they were so stuck in their ways and they were so terrified of change, they're in a business now. Whereas others found brand new revenue streams. They found brand new ways to you know, make their business excel. It's beautiful. That's the thing. See, change can often be that word that, that I substituted for it in my conversation that I mentioned earlier. It can often be evolution. It can often be a step in the right direction. But that step's still a scary one. Think about it. Let's use the new job as an example. It's scary to start a new job at first, even if it's your dream job. You're worried about messing it up. You're worried about you know trying to get everything just right. You put all this pressure on yourself. And often it's a big change from what you were doing. And like I said, change is scary, right? Because our comfort zone is exactly that. It's comfortable. It's comfortable is safe. Comfortable makes us feel better. But comfortable does not make us better. That's the problem. If it were up to us, we're human beings. We love homeostasis. We love nothing changing. But things have to change sometimes. I mean, I look at some of the people in my life who've welcomed the scariest change I think that a person can have, having a child. I think that's probably the most intimidating challenge and change that, that can be thrown into a person's life. Where they totally have a, you know, I mean, now their life's getting turned upside down. That You know, their life was a certain way. They had certain responsibilities. They had certain schedules and routines. And now they have another human being they got to take care of for forever. That's a tremendous change. But I think it's one of the most beautiful. 
I think it's one of the ones that is t as intimidating as it is. It's the most worth one of the most worthwhile for sure. But that's life. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying every change is going to be a good one. What I am saying is that just because a change is scary doesn't mean we should run from it. Right? Because often the the scariest step to take the scariest thing to put yourself out there for is exactly what we need. You know, without telling a person's story too much here, this is this is uh, taking my brain in this direction. And I think it's great, you know, like I, I know a person very well who had a severe heartbreak fairly early in their life. And uh, it messed them up, you know, as it would. You know, they, they were planning their life with a person. And the person, it came to a very violent end very abruptly. Um, not physically violent, but like, you know, it, it crashed to an end very quickly, very blatantly. And I don't want to tell too much of the story and give the person's story away. It's not my story to tell. But just the gist will help you understand. And then, you know, that change, it, like I said, it, it, it really changed that person. It, it messed them up. It made them make a lot of decisions that they they wouldn't normally have made. This person's going to hate me using this word, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, it had them do a lot of things that I know they now regret. I know they regret the, a lot of the things that they were caused to do just out of the despair, out of the pain, and out of the fear that that dramatic change and dramatic heartbreak put them through. And after that, the scariest thing in the world for them was to open their heart up to another person. It was the scariest thing in the world. But then the right person came along. And when the right person came along, it's not so much that the fear went away. It's not that the person conquered that fear. The fear just kind of stopped existing. And now they've been with that perfect person for over a decade. It's a beautiful example of what happens if you let that change happen. It's scary. But even though the person may have that person might have taken some chances and started to move themselves in that direction, only to get you know kicked around again, you know they had to face the fear. They had to try the change again, or they wouldn't be where they are. That's the thing. Life is full of scary moments. It's full of things that may not turn out the way we want them to. But that's okay. Because here's the thing, even, even the worst changes, they often lead us to the right changes in, in a convoluted way. Follow me on this journey. We've all known people who decided they were going to make a change one way or the other. And again, change is scary. So they put themselves out there. They took a change. They, they made a change. And they experimented down a different path. And that path wasn't what it was cracked up to be. That path wasn't fulfilling. So guess what they did? They made another change. I'll give you an example. I, I ta I've talked about my father before. It having just been Father's Day, it feels appropriate to bring him up nonetheless. So my dad is a CPA, and he uh, is the chief financial officer for uh, Long Island Cares, 
which is the uh, Harry Chapin Food Bank. It's a tremendous food pantry here on Long Island, also to satellite sites, and they do some really good work, and my dad is a very big part of that. But he wasn't always there. He was in a couple of other places before this, and he was in one place, and he wasn't really happy with where the, where the place was taking him. Um, you know, it didn't really feel there's anywhere to advance his career in any way, shape, or form. So he made a change. He went to a bigger place, got a little more experience, did even did better. And again, wasn't really happy with where he was, didn't really seem like there was a tremendous room for growth there. So he got an opportunity to go to an even bigger place. And this was a scary place because, you know, he lives here on Long Island with me, or not in my house, but, but <laughs> on Long Island along, along with me. And uh, he, uh, this new job was going to be taking him into, into the city, commuting to the city every day. And for those of you guys unfamiliar with that commute, it is, it is terrifying. <laughs> It, it, is, it, it, it can beat you up, just the commute itself. Not even the people, not even the environment. Just doing that ride every day. It's harrowing. It's a harrowing ride to take. So dad said, okay, well, it's a harrowing thing. And if, if, I, if I make this happen, one of two things is going to happen. This change will be worthwhile. I'll be happy. And, you know, I'll, I'll advance my career through this place and maybe finish my career here. Or I'll stick it out for as long as I need to and I'll make another change. And dad put himself out there and he put himself into this, this place and pretty quickly he, he let us know, all know, because dad's not quiet to complain, uh, that this place was not what he had hoped it would be. And the environment was not great and the people that he dealt with um, you know, didn't really he and them didn't really click, so he stuck it out for a little while. Uh, There's a couple landmarks he wanted to achieve there, so he waited until he did. And uh, during that time, was able to achieve some other stuff in his career. Got his master's degree, um, made a, a great connection in the college that he got his master's degree, and he was given the opportunity to start teaching part time there. And uh, again, wasn't particularly happy where he was so he made a change and that change was to Long Island Cares and now not that he hasn't been proud of his work before not that he hasn't worked for many places where he was doing you know good work that made him happy but he's very happy here he's very uh, happy doing this work you know he's working with people who he happened to work with in the past who have made their way to Long Island Cares as well so he vibes with the people already. Um, he's seeing the benefit of his work firsthand. He's clicking with people, and he really sees a future. So each one of those changes was scary. Each one of them was, you know, was something that he, he feared to. It was a it was a jump. He had to take the jump, and some of them weren't great. But the beautiful thing is. Just because the one change didn't work out didn't mean he was stuck with it for forever. I mean, there, there's only a certain number of things in this world that once they happen, you're stuck with them for forever. Only a couple that I can think of. As long as we do things that 
aren't going to stick with you forever, you can always make another change. That's the thing to remember. You can always, just because the change is scary and just because the change winds up bad, doesn't mean it's forever either. I'll give you a silly example. I made a change in my school to one of the systems after we reopened. I, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, we'll do this this way. And I realized after two classes, hey, that's dumb. <laughs> the way I'm doing it now, not good. So I changed it to a better way. But that's the thing. We can't get married to that first change and lock ourselves into it like it's never going to, like it's, it's infallible because we aren't infallible. We have to be something I've talked about many times before, adaptable. We have to realize that you know, change is going to happen. It's a way of life. Change is the only constant in life. And just because that change is scary doesn't mean it's going to be bad. And just because it's bad doesn't mean it's going to be permanent. Because we can always make another change. Don't fear it. Or rather, when you feel the fear of it, remind yourself of that. That just because you fear the change doesn't mean it's going to be bad. And just because it's bad doesn't mean it's going to be permanent. Because the worst thing that will happen is you got to make another change. No big deal. So, that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, I ask you guys, please, uh, subscribe to the podcast so you get new episodes every Wednesday, wherever you listen. Please make sure you rate and review. That would certainly mean a lot. And most importantly, share the podcast. The more people that hear the message, uh, the happier I am, of course. Right. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at sensei underscore leonelli. On Facebook, I'm sensei james leonelli. You can find my school at tsksmithtown.com. You can find me on Twitter and Inst- or find the school, I should say, on Twitter and Instagram at tsmma underscore smithtown. You can find us uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. The podcast is on Instagram at tsmithtownpodcast. And until next time, my friends, I'll see you guys on the mat.